0: Welcome along to episode 755 of The Mill Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, Claire Elwell joins us from Compton Care to let us know about some of the wishes they're granting in the up to Christmas and how you can help, plus, how you can get your Christmas tree recycled and make a donation at the same time. David Austin, CEO of the British Board of Film Classification, joins us to let us know about an education program they're working on in schools. We'll be hearing from the team behind Elf on the Shelf, the creators joining us for a bit of a chat, all about those little elves and how they're reporting back to Santa. We'll be joined by Fern McCann and Lou Hickey. Fern, of course, you know from Terry. Lou from One For All Gift Cards we find out what we'll be giving for gifts this year. We'll be having an atta with Naomi Letu as well. She is a Lynx super smeller. Yes, she works for the team at Lynx and she knows a thing or two about scent. We'll be talking about how we can enjoy the smells of Christmas. Pete's Bite is along to let us know about his Christmas single. We'll be hearing about Christmas Eve and we have an atta with Tyler West all about the brilliant work that's being done by Water Rate and their campaign that runs through the winter. That's all on the way on the show this week.
1: Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Uh, Welcome
0: to the milk bar. Uh, Compton Care is looking at granting a few wishes this Christmas. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Claire Elwell. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon. Hi, Jason.
0: How are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. You?
0: Good stuff. I'm all fine. Thank you. And getting ready for Christmas. And mm-hmm. as we prepare ourselves for Christmas, we like to think of those who are going to be struggling a little bit over that festive period and making sure that they're as comfortable as possible. Uh, Compton Care obviously doing huge things for not only those who are staying in, but also those out in the community too. And there's all sorts of people who use the services. Tell us what the uh, the wishes are to do with.
2: Yeah, so we, um, for anyone who don't know, Compton Care, we support... um provide specialist palliative and bereavement support for um, people around the community with life-limiting conditions, and we also support um, pe- uh, people's families as well. So um, we've launched a Christmas Wish Appeal this year, which launched last month, and we're just trying to basically raise vital funds um, to help support what we do and just um, help those people around the community that need us.
0: Yeah, because we I mean, had the Light Up a Life event that took place last weekend, and uh, you've also got loads going on as we head through the Christmas period, so there's there's lots that's happening and lots of opportunities, aren't
2: they? So we had Light of Life on Sunday, which um, was really well, and that's always a, a really um, great celebration, kind of bringing people together um, to remember and celebrate the life um, the lives of the loved ones. So um, yeah, that was a really good event, and we've also got a Christmas Wish Appeal, which it's 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 about trying to. Um, Bring people's wishes. Um, We've got we've got um, a case that we're using in the appeal, and it's a woman called Tina, um, and her daughter Natalie shared the story of her mom with us, which is really lovely to share the story. And basically, Tina was with us around this time last year, and um, she had advanced stage cancer. And her her wish, um, the the family weren't sure if this was gonna be her last Christmas. And um, for her Christmas wish, she never had a real Christmas tree and her wish was to have a real Christmas tree. So Compton gave her that wish and brought all her family and friends together into the room, including her lovely little dog, Bella. And they all came together, gave Tina a real Christmas tree, and they came in matching pajamas and decorated the tree with um personalised Christmas decorations and had a fabulous day. They did karaoke and bingo and yeah, had a really lovely day. And then Tina and her family were just really grateful that they were able to have this day together. Um, because it was it was Tina's last Christmas, unfortunately, but um her family were, as I say, grateful that they got that experience, and that was through. Like the support of Compton and the support of people who you know don't make donations and support to be able to do things like that for people so yeah that's what the appeal is it's basically just asking for people to make a donation to just try and help us support people in the community and people like Tina um, just helping yeah do what we can really to make um, time with family and friends especially as special as we can make it for them really.
0: Absolutely. And you know, it's just part of what Compton do. It's all about living. It's not about anything else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It is about living. And it's um, you know, we do have people that come with, with the life life limiting conditions, and it's about making um lives as, as special as they can be, fulfilling any wishes that they want, making those kind of precious time with family and friends just as special. Um, and as memorable as as possible really and that's that's what we try and do here is just to quite try and um yeah make people as comfortable and as happy as possible and just um yeah just live and enjoy enjoy what they've got left really so yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's what we try and do
0: yeah because come to care we'll be dealing with people who maybe literally have hours left and uh it could be uh, they only join you to have a, a relaxing restful environment for them and their family as they say goodbye or it could well be they are using the services for years. There might be respite help in there. Uh, it, they could be part of the outpatients uh, visits with lymphoma, or it could easily be in on-site visits to the uh, the likes of the, the cafe-style events that you have down there. And all of this yeah. is about making life as great as it can be being aware of the situation that people find themselves in, but never letting that really stop them doing something that's going to make a huge difference. And if you are able to contribute, uh, I mean, Five Pound could provide a uh, festive art and craft supplies. uh it was those sort of sessions that take place down there. Again, helping people to uh, sort of get into doing something and being part of life and realising that life is still fulfilling even if you do have a yeah. issue. £23 funds an hour of bereavement support and then you've got £52 maybe coming to contribute towards one home visit for one of the community nurse specialists uh, for a patient this Christmas and uh, whether it's you personally donating, it could be you donating the money you'd normally spend on Christmas cards or if a workplace wants to get together and do something as we head towards the Christmas period absolutely worth getting involved in some way or form. Yeah. So once again how Very do people true. find out about the work and how do they get into to make a donation and help make a wish come true
2: yeah so um all the information about all the things you have just mentioned we've also got tree cycling that's live at the moment so um if people want to recycle their old christmas trees um all they need to do is make a donation of suggested amount of 12 pounds and then they can go online book their slot and then we'll collect their tree from them outside their house and we've also got a fundraising challenge that's happening in January for anyone like me that will probably eat a bit too much over Christmas. Um, we've got a walk, well, it's a mile a day, so you can choose how you do that mile. So I'll be rowing mine because I've got a row machine, so you can walk, run, um, skip, whatever you want to do. So, yeah, that's... um on facebook so for all the information of all the appeal and all the other ways that people can support if you just go onto our website which is um www.comptoncare.org.uk and on there you'll find all the ways that you can support so yeah we appreciate any any support that anyone's able to offer
0: well have an absolutely brilliant christmas uh, love and care to Thank all you. the staff and those inpatients and of course anybody served in the community by compton too and we look forward to hearing from you and how the tree recycling is going in the new year
2: Fab. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Claire, all well, thanks again. Try for now. Thank you. Now, Christmas is a time for celebration, but the way in which we do that has kind of evolved over the years, whether it's changes in what people are asking for for Christmas or just the way families are getting together. There's some differences there. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Firmican TV personality, and also Lou Hickey from One for All Gift Cards. Good afternoon to you both.
3: Good afternoon.
0: So, first of all, I mean Fern. When it comes to it, uh, how's your Christmas changed over over time? Because uh, when you first hit our screens at reality TV, I should think that moved everything around a little bit for you more than.
3: Oh, definitely. I think when I was uh, well, my Towie days, I was probably waking up on Christmas Day with a little bit of a sore head, (laughs) but my party (laughs) girl shoes are well and truly hung up, and now I have two children, a stepson, a cockapoo puppy so yeah it's 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 busy but um it's evolved over the years and now my Christmas is is all about it's all about the children and and seeing the magic through their eyes and reliving my favorite childhood Christmas memories through them and with them and now obviously being being with my my fiance it's uh it's interesting actually because I think when you find yourself in a relationship you actually see how people spend their Christmases quite differently and uh, every Christmas is, is unique. And the research from one full gift cards has found that 74% of people are open to embracing new traditions or guests. And I think I part of that 74%, like I'd be open to embracing his traditions and vice versa.
0: Yeah. So come, families come together and it changes everything around again, uh, but who's easiest to buy for the other half, the kids or the cockapoo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Depot the cockapoo mm-hmm. um 100 percent. but uh this this is the beauty of the one for all gift cards is i just want a stress-free life you know there's a lot of christmas overwhelm and i do really really struggle to buy for my partner and everyone's got different tastes and you know it's a busy time of year and and like i said it can feel quite overwhelming and the last thing you would want is to buy a gift that somebody's not going to like or regift gift or have that awkward moment where they're like thanks but that's not my cup of tea mm-hmm. and this is what i love about the one for all gift cards is they cater to everybody to everybody's taste um they're so diverse and they're compatible with over 170 brands so absolutely perfect and you know you could pick them up from a supermarket or post office so when you're doing your christmas shopping you can let, get them there and then
0: yeah, it could be you get that little gift and then you add the uh, the gift card to it as the main present. And Lou, obviously you're solving Christmas for thousands of people across the UK.
4: Yeah, I think we like to we like to think that we are in some way, shape, or form. It really is that one gift, thousands of choices, isn't it? And it's as as Firm was saying, you know, it's it's so hard. To, you want things to go stress free. You want things to be easy at Christmas time. You know, especially when you've got extended family coming along or maybe unexpected guests. As some of our research found, um, they were saying that over fifty percent of people said that they've had unexpected guests turn up. On Christmas Day and um, so you know if you've got that uh, gift card in, in your back pocket you know happy days you, they're not going to go without a prize or a present.
0: Well it doesn't even have to be in the back pocket either does it because you can does sneakily it? nip upstairs buy yes. one online on Christmas Day yes. and then yes. print it out and hand it to them and it looks like you planned it all along.
3: <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I love that. You don't even have to print it out you could just send it digitally. You can that's exactly it little, a little personal video message happy days.
0: But I mean, you'd have to change your outfits if you do it on Christmas Day itself, wouldn't you? That's very I mean, clever. You've make, thought about
4: this, Jason. Yes,
0: because yeah. well, I, I normally buy about one o'clock. I've got turkey and stuffing <laughs> down my shirt, so I have to get changed anyway. So it works better that way. But I mean, it, it, it is good fun when you uh, you do get unexpected guests sometimes. And uh, so you want to be there for, for everyone. And uh, I mean, you can even judge the quality of the gift they gave you but, and base your value of <laughs> your gift card on it, can't you, Fern? <laughs>
3: absolutely absolutely (laughs) you can just be super prepared with the gift cards but um yeah do you know what I would welcome unexpected guests because I just feel like my house is very much an open door and I would hate for anyone to be by themselves on Christmas day feeling lonely so whether it's a neighbor or a friend who couldn't get back to their family for whatever reason um I mean I'm hoping that we get snowed in this Christmas day Jason I've heard that back in Essex it's snowing. Right now, which sounds absolutely dreamy, but yeah, like I said, anyone's welcome at our at our house on Christmas Day.
0: Right, well, okay, I'll grab the address, I'll round, and, <laughs> uh, and get started and nick your food. But I thought uh,
3: you might say
0: that. But no, no I'm going to get a great gift because you'll probably give me a wonderful gift card just for bringing <laughs> being yeah, mean, yeah, around and having good fun. But uh, it is it it's it is sometimes difficult to prepare for all of this, and and, and this is where it does make it easier, isn't it?
3: Exactly, like I said, anything for a stress-free life, um, and just to make it a bit more seamless, it's just such an easy choice. And there's so much else to to think about on Christmas Day, whether you've got children or mm-hmm. you're trying to get somewhere, or you've got lots of people to cook for, or you're you're sort of managing your 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 family dynamics, however that looks like for you, or your mm-hmm. children are opening presents, or you're going out on a Christmas walk. It's a busy time of year, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you've also got the food and everything to get together. And uh, are you both going traditional Christmas dinners this year?
3: Oh, I w- well, yes, I am. But I'm out on Chris- for Christmas uh, lunch this year, which is, I guess, controversial. Some people like to keep it indoors. I know I do. But so it's just one of them years, Jason, where my sister is with her husband and his family, and then my mum is with her partner, but then we're all regrouping in the evening to play Christmas games, mince pies, mulled wine, all of that.
0: Sounds like a good one to be in. Lou, Lou, are you up to the same sort of thing?
3: I am going traditional, um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be adverse now
4: to trying something different. I'd be kind of open to that now. Um, So it it showed it in our research. 26% of people said they've um, forgotten the traditional turkey and ham and have gone for something completely different uh, cuisine wise because of, you know, one of the guests that they might have had, whether they were unexpected or a last minute kind of addition, just to kind of stir things up a little bit. So I'd I'd be I'd be open to it, but uh, probably turkey and ham. I do like it, especially the next day.
0: Yeah, I would just say the cold meats are absolutely brilliant. But I mean Turkey's obviously a recent development anyway, as soon as it came over from the US. I mean, it would have been goose or or, or beef, I suppose, but in in the past in the UK.
3: I quite like a turkey crown.
0: You That's know, I'm not cheese, gonna yeah.
3: go, I'm not gonna go for a full turkey because I like a bit of gammon. I like a little bit of everything. So yeah, I'd go for a, just just a smaller, smaller yeah. piece. You still have the stuffing though. Oh my goodness, stuffing Yes, yeah, Gotta have that. <laughs> Sage and onion, homemade Love it Tuck in a few cranberries Oh, yes
0: A few but, chestnuts Oh, this I'm is so good The chestnuts it's so nice But, but is, as you're out on Christmas Day Does this mean you're going to be cooking at home on Boxing Day, fun
3: Well, I'm going to do all, like the little Christmas snacks Just to make it feel festive in our home So like we make palmiers. Has anyone heard of these? No,
4: you mentioned this before. They're, they're like parmiers. they're like I'm, a puff
3: I'm... puff pastry, and my 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 mum used to make them every Christmas. They've got like anchovies in them or parma ham, Ooh. and also kit film, Ooh. kit film biscuits. I think That's they me. might be Scandinavian. Don't quote me. They're absolutely <laughs> stunning, dusted in um in like icing uh, like icing sugar. They're oh, they're insane. Okay,
0: we definitely both need an invite round for this lot now, absolutely. don't we?
3: Absolutely, we're going. Uh, we're absolutely
4: yeah. going. <laughs> you bring the one for all
0: gift cards. I'll I'll, I'll bring a bottle, and we'll Lovely. go and hijack the boxes. treats. <laughs>
3: Stunning.
0: <laughs> it's going to be good. But obviously, yes, we 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 are getting ourselves ready for Christmas. It's that time of year when the planning needs to be done, which means we will be nipping out. And uh, I mean, uh, Lou, I'm going to let you give us the, the number of thousands of shops we can actually use a one for all gift card at once. It's been Look- bought.
4: Do you know what? There's absolutely there's thousands of outlets. You're talking about 170 brands um, that'll accept the one for all gift card, and then you can also shop online with participating retailers as well.
0: So that's a brilliant way of doing it. And uh, top top of your Christmas list, then Fern is going to be a voucher, so you can nip along and buy something good for you and the family.
3: Absolutely, it's going to be my gift for everyone this year. Um, And I would quite like to receive one myself. Thank you very much if my hubby's listening. There we go. (laughs)
0: We know what's got to be done now. Uh, Lou where do we go and get them from uh, because we can do we so we mentioned stores but we can also buy online as we were uh, alluding to earlier and you can make that special video message and everything
4: you can absolutely you can pick them up in your local post office supermarkets nationwide you can jump onto our website oneforall.com and um, where you can purchase them there or you can um, if you did happen to forget somebody god forbid now if you did but if you did you can actually um, order a Purchase a, a One for All digital gift card. You can personalize it with a little video, or you can add in a little photograph and send it by text message or email.
0: Yeah, exactly. Christmas morning shopping. That sounds exactly. like the, the, the plan, doesn't it? I think we're good. Uh, Lou Hickey from One for All and Fern McCann, TV personality and you know, guest host uh, when uh, Lou and I are looking for something to do on Jason. Boxing Day. Thank you oh, for joining thanks us.
3: Thanks, Fern. Thank thanks you. So many, Merry Christmas.
0: The Elf on the Shelf is back, causing chaos for 2023, and it is entertaining families across the nation. The team behind this are the Lumistella Company, and I have Shanda Bell and Krista Pitts, co-founders and CEOs. Hello.
5: Hello. Hi. Thank you for having us.
0: Well, good to talk to you, and thank you for the magic of Christmas that is brought to us by Elf on the Shelf. Now, this is something that's been going on for 13 years in the UK, but has it got a longer story in your native land.
5: It does. It does. Actually, um, Shanda and I grew up with a tradition where the elf came into our home when we were young, babies even, and the elf worked for Santa. He would fly back and forth um, between, in the U.S., which is Thanksgiving and then Christmas, and every night the elf would report to Santa and then come back and be in a new spot in our house. So it was a little bit like hide and seek, and we used to race out of bed to go find our elf, and then when Shanda had her first child she wanted to make sure she could have that same magic and that same experience and so that's how she and mom began with santa's permission of course writing the elf on the shelf yes so we had the chance um and we started writing in roughly 2004 um and then in 2005 we were able to launch uh the elf on the shelf um box set as people know it with the Mm -hmm. book And of course, a real elf from the North Pole that they get to adopt that comes straight from Santa Claus. And so, um, you know, we were able to sort of outline this tradition and how we experienced it as children and then how my mom experienced it. Um, as well and so having the opportunity to share that tradition because I wanted to share it with my own children right and so it just made sense but we couldn't get anyone to to publish it Mm -hmm. and so we ended up having to do that ourselves they all got coal in their stocking I feel like yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) but I mean this is something which is truly magical and 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 these elves here are the scouting elves from Santa and they're pretty well behaved aren't they
5: (laughs) Well, some are. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the tradition itself is really simple, Mm -hmm. right? Where the elf watches during the day, reports to Santa at night. You have to name it. Yeah. And in the morning before the kids wake up, the elf flies back from the North Pole and lands in a different spot. So it's very much like a hide and seek game, the way the book itself lays it out. Um, There are some imposter elves out there that have sort of grabbed onto this really fun tradition and so we like to tell families you know that um our elves match the personality of your family yes so some elves are quite cheeky and creative very funny and very creative other elves simply do their job scouting for santa claus watching during the day reporting to santa at night and then landing in a different spot to watch the next day's activities
0: so you basically behave, particularly when the elf is there, and uh, make sure oh, yeah. that uh, you you don't end up on the naughty list. And uh, I think it's important that we we do think about our our behaviour and make sure we are being good, uh, particularly at this time of year. Otherwise, we we may well miss out. I mean, we wouldn't want to do that now, would we? <laughs>
5: No, he wouldn't. And isn't that what the the spirit of Christmas is all about, right? It's that time of year that reminds all of us to give back, to show kindness, you know? So I think self-control and, you know, this idea that, that Santa is watching us is an important part actually of the messaging, because we really are responsible for our own behavior. I think it's kind of funny, Jason, because People are like, oh, the kids. No, no, no. There's reports on parents That's too. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so everybody is being checked up on by That's the right. House. That's right. But, but you've got even more in the pipeline for 2024. It's going to be even bigger and better, isn't it?
5: Yeah, we are so excited about this honor. You know, what, what we found was that children and families really are looking to us as the voice of santa claus Mm -hmm. and as the voice of the north pole they call the office they email parents grandparents children you name it and so um we really adopted this idea that we are responsible for telling the stories of santa's north pole and revealing sort of all of the secrets um, of his world. And so we will be releasing a chapter book Mm -hmm. next year in partnership with Farshore here in the UK. Lots of new characters, lots of new stories. Um, We have, of course, our our specials on um, Netflix and Amazon Prime. So lots of cartoons and animated content for families, music, Mm -hmm. uh, games, um, really being the voice of Santa Claus, using characters kids love, Um, but in a way where parents can use those to infuse bigger messages, especially through our books and our stories, like the elf pet stories and the elf on the shelf that always come with a book. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a a key feature of what we do. You know, you sit down with your Christmas book, you read it as a family, you get, you immerse yourself in the tradition. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a really important part of what we do over maybe what some, some other imposter characters might (laughs) offer.
0: Well, yeah, particularly the reading is an important part, and it's a great way of of getting your kids into reading when they're meeting up with a lovable character. I mean, 19 and a half million of these elves are out there doing their thing, reporting into Santa, checking up on us and making sure we are all good. And, uh, you know, that in itself is is massively impressive. And with all the extras that are coming along, I mean, it's just a fantastic way of sharing. And, uh, you know, where do the elves go to during the rest of the year? Do we know?
5: Oh, We do. They're, they're at the north they pole. are they're back at the north pole but you know they really have a lot to do to get ready for the following christmas we know because we work for santa <laughs> it is busy it is busy year round um, at the north pole and then you know it, it's ghost season here when it hits december 1st and all the elves come back from the north pole to visit their families again
0: well, Lumistella is the brand name you want to make sure is on your elf. Uh, these mm-hmm. are the ones who are doing the reporting. In there, they're the only elves that I've got a direct line to Santa, aren't they?
5: Exactly. Yes, they're the only. They're the only elves with the direct line to Santa. Absolutely.
0: So make sure you keep in with the right group of elves. That's all we're saying here. Uh, Chandra Bell and Christopher Pitts, thank you both for joining us, and have a fantastic Christmas alongside the elves.
5: You too. Happy Christmas. Thanks, Jason.
0: Now, Pete Bite may not be a name that you know, but you will probably recognise his face. He's done all sorts of work. Hopefully you'll recognise his voice as well. He's got a brand new single, Christmas Eve, Give Them Love, available. And he's here to tell me more about it and what he's been up to. How are you, sir? Hello, I'm fine. How are you? I'm all good, thank you. So, come and give us the back catalogue, first of all. Oh, well, when I first came to
6: London, um, I, well, I came to London with the intention of meeting Mickey Most. I, was, I had an ambition mm-hmm. to get signed up by him. I went to his offices at Oxford Street. There There's two girls there, and he, they said, no, he's not there. You have to go to Charles Street. And I said to them, well, if I do go there, will he see me? And they said, oh, yes. So that encouraged me. So I went to Charles Street. I was standing outside the office doors of Rack Records, mm-hmm. pressing a buzzer, which I'd never seen before. <laughs> I was only a young lad then. And uh, I couldn't work out how to get in. And this biker came up behind me, you know, all black leather. And I said to him, how how do you get into this place? And he he showed me how to use the buzzer. We went in. Mm -hmm. I went to the receptionist. I said, hey, I've come to see Mickey most. And she said, no, just leave your tape here. I said, no, I've come all the way from Scotland. I was touring Scotland at the time. Yeah. Um. And uh, I want to see him. And So she must have felt sorry for me, but she phoned somebody and she said, oh, take a seat here. Someone will come out and see you. And who walked out of the office but the banker? That was Mickey <laughs> Most.
0: <laughs> so I'd met him at the door. <laughs> well, that's a great start to the story, and only the absolute start to it, because there's been all sorts of uh, musical work um, and, and some TV thrown in for good measure as well.
6: Yeah, I fell into acting by accident. A friend came around to see me. I was ill. And I said, where are you going? He said, I'm going around to do some rehearsals at Hoxton Hoxton Hall, very famous in East London. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing, pardon me, he was doing amateur dramatics. And um, he said, come with me. I said, oh, well, I'll go along, have a look, see what it's like. And uh, I just out of curiosity, I was just watching things. And then suddenly... Uh, the director came up to me and said, here. I said, what, me? I said, I can't act. He said, yeah, yeah, you got, there's three, only three lines. <laughs> and I did this play. I only had three lines in it. And somebody saw me and said, hey, I want you to do my play. Um, and he gave me the leading part in a play he had written, uh, which I ended up doing. And then I met this agent or someone who recommended me to um, Thames Television. They Mm -hmm. were doing the bill. And I went and met the casting director and she gave me a part in the bill. So, I mean, it all fell by accident into place,
0: if that makes sense. Uh, These are the best things sometimes, aren't they? When when happenstance and chance bring you together with the whole whole career. Yes, yes.
6: And I, 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 well, I had a, a, a good time and a... Well, a fluent time of 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 doing some acting on television, and but then I moved into stage plays and did a lot of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the music is where we're looking at the moment, and Christmas Eve, give them love. Where did this one come from?
6: Well, this was a tune that was in my head for a while, and then and it escaped. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, it will escape to the
1: publishers.
6: <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, and I got the word idea from the Ukraine war and mm-hmm. then the Middle East. And I saw the, all the poor children that are suffering through, um, oh, i will i explain it. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't just say how bad it is. It's so terrible the way people kill each other. Mm-hmm. We don't seem to learn from history. But uh, that's where the idea came from. And I wanted something about Christmas with. It's meant to be for children Christmas, the commercial side. Uh, they're looking forward to seeing Santa Claus and getting their presents. So I felt um, I have twins myself, and I wrote it really for my
0: kids and for the kids of the world. Mm-hmm. And that was where the idea came from. And obviously with uh, your musical talents and your musical friends as well, like this, this probably came together quite easily when you finally got to the studio with it.
1: Yes,
6: yes. I I had a friend uh, who was doing a bit of a producer, Mickey B. Goody, who goes under the name of, and um, he uh, helped me record it. And uh, I wanted the Celtic flavour, bringing in the Ellen pipes. We searched for a long time to find an illin pipe player. The, it's an instrument that's not played very, very regular by a lot of musicians. There's only a few people play it because it's quite a difficult instrument. It's, mm-hmm. it's like an Irish version of the bagpipes, but instead of blowing, they pump the bag with their elbow. Oh yeah, and then they play the the um, the uh, what was called the stick <laughs> with all the holes. In it.
0: <laughs> Is it a chant or something like that? I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure. They've got it, all these bits of, those, of specific names, don't they? A
6: band like the Chieftains, they use uh, illin pipes, you know. Yeah. And, of course, um, Riverdance. So I can, uh, yes. can Riverdance, uh, very strong illin pipes and that. Mm-hmm. So it's an instrument that people hear and they go, what is that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're never quite sure, but they know they like it, which is what counts. So has um, got a
6: very pleasant sound,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, it does the job. It's restful, isn't it? And uh, But it's still jolly. We like jolly. Do you? <laughs> yeah, it makes it nice well, uh, exciting. I oh, would so, so, where I mean, where do we go to for the music for everything you've done and to look at more of the whole back catalogue here?
6: Well, you can get my website, uh, the Pete Bite Music website. You know, PeteBite dot com. Go Amazon, Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am dotted all over the internet,
0: <laughs> <laughs> here, there, and everywhere, and also available on the box set of the bill as well, which is always good. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> You're bound to be featured somewhere There's bound to be repeat <laughs> fees Hopefully heading your way So petebitemusic.com P-E-T-B-I-T-E Music.com And you can uh, check out that Grab the single And uh, know that uh, you're sharing a, a little bit of love On uh, on Christmas Eve and beyond Pete, Byte, thank you for joining us
6: Thank you very much And a Merry Christmas to you
1: On Christmas Eve Dreaming what tomorrow brings On Christmas Eve They'll be waiting Eyes wide opening For the coming See
0: year more than four hundred thousand kids will lose their lives due to the water in their environment water aid is trying to address that and help to make sure that there is quality drinking water for all to tell us more about the ongoing campaign i'm joined now by tyler west dj and of course Star Strictly. how are you sir
7: i'm good thank you so much for having me man i really appreciate talking to you about it today
0: well, good to talk to you. I mean, 400,000 children under five dying mm. is horrendous. Yes, it is something that is, yeah, we take for granted, the fact that we can turn on a tap and get drinking water. Now, obviously, the water companies in the UK are doing an amazing job looking after us, but that isn't something that's available in these third world countries.
7: No, it's not so available. And I mean, you, you put it right there. I feel like it's something that we take for granted, getting up in the middle of the night and going to have a glass of clean water or just waking up in the morning and using it to brush your teeth. It's, it's something which is actually a blessing and we should be very grateful for. And it's, it's yeah, it's not as accessible uh, around the world. I mean, almost one in, in 10 people still don't have clean water close to their home. And that statistic in 2023 is beyond me.
0: Water Aid are, are launching their latest campaign. And this is, I mean, it's important that we think about this rather than, you know, we see adverts on TV, We, we you know, there might be some conversation. Uh, we hear when there's a famine, but this is a, a constant famine for H2O. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, I mean, um, droughts and, of uh, course, you know, longer dry seasons, that obviously has a knock-on effect for any water source in around the world, especially in, in areas that I visited over in Zambia um and the, the knock-on effect that that has to the accessibility for communities schools and you know villages to 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 go and, and source water is yes yeah, it's, it's beyond
0: and whilst you know we're off holidaying in the likes of gambia we'll just pick up some bottled water from somewhere the cost mm-hmm. of that is prohibitive to those people it's just not an available thing
7: mm-hmm. yeah exactly It's 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 not available and it's, it's one of
0: those things which you would
7: think as a it's a basic human right to have access to clean water. And the fact it's still going on in 2023 is hard to sort of stomach. Um, and especially for myself, uh, when, I, when I was over in Zambia and was visiting the Kaz- Kazangula region, I was able to see the effects of what it's like to live without clean water. But then also on the flip side to that, the positive effects and how it can make impacts and changes to communities and it can empower communities and it can... Uh, give people a sense of hope, which I think is what we all need in this world.
0: Yeah, I mean the water means life campaign is uh, being run throughout the whole of winter, and a time when we, we think about our own water, we are told not to waste water. Uh, mm-hmm. We know that we need a good snowy winter to allow us to be able to uh, fill the aquifers up, which give us water to come out of our taps and fill our lakes and reservoirs. But when you don't have that advantage uh, in these parts of the world, yeah, the water means life campaign is so important. And what are they doing on the ground to improve things?
7: I mean visiting the projects and seeing sort of what we would call a pre-intervention which is you know a, a community that is is about to receive water aids um, intervention and then you'd see a, a a situation where it would be like a school or a community um, or a village that was post-intervention you see clean facilities you see uh, a, a, a educated um, students like there were so many students that I met that taught me through like the 10-step hand washing routine and and then took me on their daily commute to, to go in and, and collect clean water. Um, and and it's it's working in those communities so that they can take ownership of that and um and really sort of embody what it's like living with clean water. Um, every bit of donation. I mean, I was a bit of I was a bit naive before, I would think when you think about a project. Um, or of a charity going in and helping to set up clean water, you'd think that it'd just be like, Oh, yeah, we we'll set up a little clean water tap, there you go, off you go, happy days. But that is not the case. It's about the longevity of it and changing lives forever, not just for a minute. Um, and I, I really feel like that's what that's what Water Aid do so amazingly well, is that any visit, any any community, any school, any community that you go to, um, you will notice that every single person has hope has a reason why has a reason to keep going uh, and that is you know the effects that clean water can have
0: i mean we, yeah, we're looking at billions of people around the world i mean one and a half billion people in the world almost one in five don't have a decent toilet of their own to use mm-hmm. i mean these are the sort of things which are affecting people uh you yeah, putting in a, a full uh, water plant is an absolutely huge uh effort uh even a small local well can make a massive difference but even then it doesn't address all the things that we take for granted so all of this is a step along the way and mm-hmm. it's the continued work of water aid that will help to start to see some of the 2.2 you know, billion people one in four who don't have safe water in our world and you know it, it, it is crazy when we, we think about it. as you say in this day and age it should be very different you've seen mm-hmm. firsthand how that is where do we go to so we can help in some way towards trying to redress this
7: yeah i mean going over to the website wateraid.org you can make donations over there i know it's a tight time for everybody right now and there's problems all over the world but this is genuinely something which is is only going to be fixed by support and through through word of mouth of sharing and talking about these stories and and then also the donations at hand as well you know clean water decent toilets good hygiene it's what can literally be uh the world of difference to to a life. Um, and, and hopefully get those statistics down, uh, and still like pursue on this fight against the water crisis. Um, so yeah, WaterAid.org uh, and the Water Means Life campaign is going into the end of February. So we've got, we've got a bit of time here to raise some some serious money and, and really help and and transform some lives.
0: Absolutely. And if you have any Christmas party over the next few weeks, have a collection, stick it up made and make a massive difference. Get along to the website and do that. Uh, for now, Tyler West, keep up the good work, and thank you for joining us.
7: Jason, thank you so much.
0: It seems it's beginning to smell a lot like Christmas. That could just be the Lynx effect. To tell us more about the way in which scents can make a massive difference to our festivities, I'm joined now by Nomi Lotto. Good afternoon.
8: Good afternoon. Thank you for having me.
0: Good to talk to you. Now, uh, when it comes to uh, the festive period, there are all sorts of smells, whether it be that of uh, cinnamon or gingerbread or the pine tree itself sat in the corner of the living room. Scent really does get us into that festive mood, doesn't it?
8: Yes. Yeah, so, according to the research consuming by links, our favorite smell are cinnamon. So, think of woody, hot, spicy, a bit of sweetness. Of course, mince pie being one of the key ones with this nice, fruity, and spicy without forgetting how dear turkey, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Roast turkey. That's going to be good. Yeah. And roast potatoes give off a nice smell and aroma too. And it's going to be uh, you know all part of. The, the, the aromas that build up through the day. And I, th- I think that's quite nice as well. It could start with the smell of wrapping paper in the morning because wrapping paper does have its own scent, doesn't it?
8: Yes, because actually when you're under the Christmas tree, so first you will smell the pine needles is fresh, aromatic. And then you try to open your present, try to see, OK, try to guess. Is it a candle? Can I smell already through the wrapping paper? Think of a new book also a new pair of shoes that you really wanted to have for the most fashionista of us. And of course fragrance right fragrance is such a good nice gift to receive it can be fragrance sprays of course a nice candle and i have to think also on the fragrance gifts such as so important and i'm thinking directly of lynx africa being such iconic in the uk because you have all this nut with mansion right it's quite cinnamon you have a woody nut vanilla and this fresh aromatic that bring you automatically to christmas memories and it's what what smell is about fragrance is such personal to you to your own experience because they bring the memory you have with your when you are when you were a child so that's why smell is so important for christmas
0: absolutely and i mean you're you're a super smeller aren't you you're somebody who does this for a living
8: Yes, so I am a fragrance expert, so I've always been passionate about fragrances, so how you can see with my very strong accent, I am from France and I grew up in Normandy, in the countryside, and always loved smelling, going to the forest, smelling flower. and then I did some um, studies in chemistry and I studied the fragrance perfumery in Versailles, near Paris, where you learn how to describe fragrance and how to create fragrance.
0: So when it comes to all of these things, I mean, you, you must be in great demand to, to make sure that the scents that we have are consistent, I suppose. I mean, you're working for perfume companies, I am going to guess. Yes,
8: yeah, so I am working for Lynx. And actually, exactly when we develop the fragrances, we need to ensure that people are going to be happy. You have a bit of addictiveness, sophistication in the fragrance. And also, you, yeah, you make people fresh and clean and happy to wear our fragrance. So it's quite something that I like to do and I'm proud of it.
0: Oh yeah, and and Lynx itself is obviously a brand which has been going for a number of years. Africa has to be one of the longest running fragrances they've done. Yeah, yeah. They bring bring in limited editions as well. I think that's quite exciting. So who knows what's going to be in that Lynx gift set when you get it for Christmas.
8: Yes, yeah, so it was launched in 1995 and actually what I like to say is that each year is a favorite gift in and is more sold than Christmas trees. It gives you how iconic uh, Lynx is in the UK and I'm sure our listener will receive for Christmas a little Lynx gift set.
0: I'd, I'd be disappointed if I didn't get a Lynx gift set.
8: And what will be your favorite to receive?
0: see oh well I, when it goes to, to link's first sense I I remember the 2012 one they bought out that was my favorite for a good while and yeah. there been uh, deep space has been popular with yeah. me over the years so. yeah yeah, you know, there's all sorts of different ones that I've I've dipped in and out of, and that's again the other joy of it. You can have a different the uh, yeah every day and of, and the week. of
8: your mood because again, so all the fragrances you mentioned they are really fresh, fruity citrus. This space being more spicy, so mm-hmm. bring back to this Christmas atmosphere. So yeah, you can have a fragrance for summer, for winter, depending of your mood, and and uh, and it will bring back to your memories. So uh, don't hesitate to to smell Baby Black or Epic Fresh, where you have a grapefruit bergamot smell. Uh, and that's why I love doing this job because you have fragrance for everyone, and again, it depends of your personal uh, culture and and tradition. And again, the sense of smell is the most developed at the age until ten years old. So meaning, it was the first time you will test taste, you will test smell, and you bring these memories, emotion into your brain. And when you will smell a Christmas tree, it bring me automatically to my childhood with my parents because it's so associated to Christmas for me.
0: Mm-hmm. huh. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. It can take you back in time, can't it? That's the that's the way it works.
8: Yeah.
0: So people are going to be enjoying their gift sets this Christmas. Uh, what uh, is there anything interesting and different in the range this year we should be looking out for?
8: Yes, yeah, so you can also uh, try to light some candle if you want to feel festive to uh, with some smell of cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, marshmallow so being one of the good ones with vanilla, log fire if you fancy all the woody spicy, smoky smell. Mm-hmm. and of course cooking some food, right? What will be Christmas without cooking food with this nice smell of of, of a chicken, of roasted potatoes, uh, and hot chocolate to warm you up.
0: OK, you know only make him feel hungry as well as yeah. uh, uh, longing for the Christmas period, uh, It's it gets all your senses going and say it's amazing what sense can switch on in our minds. Uh, where do we go to see the full range of Lynx Christmas gifts this year?
8: Yes, so don't hesitate to go to your local store if you want to have a look to the different range that we have and have a look at which smell you could you could smell. So you could have the black, if you fancy fresh and woody, epic fresh, and of course, Africa being been one of the iconic, so don't hesitate to smell. And it's how the more you smell, the more you you, you spray the fragrance on your skin is how you will discover, you will find which what will be your your, your fragrance for your mood
0: yeah well i mean, epic fresh is my shower gel in the morning so uh, that works for me every time i'm happy with so that. you
8: seem to love the fruity citrus fragrances because you mentioned 2012 that was really fruity citrus deep space that was more spicy cardamom and epic fresh that is grapefruit uh and and citrus so it seems to be citrus and fruity are, are for you
0: that is my thing so that's all good and uh, what are you hoping for for christmas this year
8: Yes, yeah, so I will spend a bit of Christmas uh, with, in Leeds and after I will go back to my family uh, home uh, in France to celebrate uh, with my loved one.
0: That sounds absolutely brilliant. You have a great time over Christmas. We look forward to enjoying the Lynx range and expecting at least one box set, if not more, in our yeah. Christmas gifts. Naomi let's do. thank you for joining us.
8: Thank you very much.
0: A new resource is being made available to teachers to allow them to help kids understand the way the BBFC, the British Board of Film Classification, works. And what brings one of those little slides at the start of every film telling us whether it's safe to watch for an age group. So that's more. I'm joined now by the CEO, David Osteen. Good afternoon. Hello, Jason. When it comes to certification on films, obviously you've got a team of people who have to watch everything that's going to be released before it can be allowed out into the wild that's right
9: yeah and um, we classify films for cinema we classify films for dvd and blu-ray and increasingly we're you'll see our age ratings on platforms like netflix amazon apple tv plus so we're we're there to help families choose content that's right for them and avoid content that you know isn't going to be appropriate for their children for example
0: Mm -hmm. and um, most of that stems around adult themes whether it be talking about uh, health medical issues uh, the likes of suicide Uh, it could well be that it's violence or sex which is featured in the film and all of this obviously has to be age appropriate and whilst there will be subjects that will creep into there at younger ages because they they need to be challenging and understanding to be able to allow them to grow and see in what's a perfectly normal world to them through the world of media but equally they they should not be disturbed by what they see and it's it's a huge balance that you guys work with to make sure that people do get to see the right things at the right age.
9: Exactly, and we we work out what's right for people by talking to people across the UK. <clears throat> so every uh, five years, we talk to over ten thousand people, the length and the breadth of the UK, including in the West Midlands, which is my part of the country. And we ask them how should we classify violence at PG or sex at fifteen, for example. And they tell us, and it's why we have such high levels of trust from the public from families because we do what what people tell us to do
0: yeah and whilst at 15 uh, you might see uh, some form of, of nudity in a film obviously it wouldn't be sex orientated nudity and uh, then and the higher ratings uh, it it it's uh, all Very much uh, still a a guideline to make sure that you're not going to cause offence and things will still be cut from films uh, because they wouldn't otherwise get a classification.
9: It's very, very rare for us to cut something on a compulsory basis from a film. It tends to be a legal issue, for example, if it contains genuine animal cruelty or an indecent image of a child. Most of the cuts we make are at the request of the filmmakers who um, will send a film to us saying they want a 12A and the film that they've sent in to us is, is a 15. And they say, well, what can we change in the film to get it down to a 12A? So that's where we tend to cut content at, at their request.
0: Mm-hmm. So it is about, again, that balance, isn't it? It's about who who should see the film because of the story that's being told compared to the way in which the images and sounds are used to tell that story.
9: exactly. Exactly.
0: And of course, this then leaves uh, a question mark about how this works. And this new resource, which is going to to schools, uh, really is it, uh, allows greater understanding on on what's done here, gives transparency even further to the processes that you go to, but also works as a fantastic education as well. Exactly. I mean, we have an education team that go around to school
9: to talk to schools across the UK. We produce a number of resources. We're going to be launching in January some um, video seminars for primary school, secondary school and sixth form. Um, I'm always happy to come to to Wolverhampton and and, and towns around the area. Mm-hmm. I'm from Dudley uh, to talk to schools face to face about how we classify content. But the resource that we've launched today is in partnership with Brooke, the sexual health charity. And it's about um it's an it's an important new teaching resource for relationships, sex and health education in schools so we the resource uses films and tv shows as a springboard for difficult but really important conversations to to help support and empower young people in relation specifically to pornography and yes. there's a real crisis as you know about children accessing this kind of content online including turning to it for for sex education and that is not mm-hmm. What, what pornography is for, it's not for children, and the resources is, is to help um, key stage four learners understand what pornography is and what it isn't, and how um, how we can help them understand issues around consent, body image and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it is certainly not real life. I mean, that's just something you have to take from the outset. This is used for fantasy to uh, provide entertainment. And uh, uh, a a loving relationship should not mirror most of what you see in uh, a piece of pornography.
9: So that's exactly the point that we're making through this resource. that fills a gap in education because there isn't anything like this presently in schools. It'll support teachers and, and parents and encouraging people to think critically about what porn is and its real world impact on them. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, It's a really important resource given how ubiquitous it is online.
0: Yeah, and in particular, uh, you know, when it comes to sexual health and transmission of uh, sexually transmitted diseases, uh, you've got uh, the, you know, the, the the likes of using a condom, and that may not feature in a piece of uh, artistic porn because it's not interesting and it's not sexy. But it is important to make sure you maintain your sexual health.
9: Exactly, you're, you're ag- exactly right, and this is this is part of what we're we're trying to do to improve children's and young people's sexual health through busting some
0: myth. so obviously the the work that's done here goes out into schools and gives them the opportunity to, to start the conversation and and having the conversation in a way which can be you know, from a, a nice non-giggly sensible background is another good way of doing it isn't it as well and the, this is you know with with the spin on it for the fact that this is the way in which these things are rated it's actually a conversation starter as much as uh, just a, a piece of education but the, the two go hand in hand and hopefully one in reinforces the other
9: It's completely a conversation starter. I mean, we're using clips that are from series like Ackley Bridge and from films like Booksmart that are really well-known to teenagers, and it's using that as the conversation starter. We're also providing in the resource a lot of notes for teachers because you quite often get, for example, a geography teacher or a history teacher coming to to teach RSHE, and we need to give them the confidence to teach this subject really properly and in an effective way.
0: Well, obviously, this sort of work is going to... uh... Uh, brilliant uh, outcome and uh, allow the, the the fact that you know porn is not uh, something which is anything other than an entertainment form it isn't about real life and certainly you would not expect to treat many people the way in which uh, relationships happen in these adult movies and that isn't just purely the way in which women are treated the way men are treated too and uh, these these people in these films are actors they are playing a part however you look at it this isn't real
9: exactly exactly it's not real and that's what we're hoping with in partnership with brook to get this across to teenagers it isn't real and real relationships and sexual health is something quite different to what
0: what's in pornography so where can schools go to to find out how to tap into this resource
9: so go to it's a free it's free to download um, and so teachers could go to the to our website bbfc.co.uk alongside a whole host of other educational resources for use in the classroom so so bbfc.co.uk and it's available free of charge
0: check those details out and see how that can form part of the conversations that you have at your school to make sure that the resource is used well and to get kids to understand what they will be finding on their screens at some point no doubt not everybody enjoys it but many people do and uh, it is making sure that uh, we understand what we're seeing and that, that uh, it is something that the kids grow into when they reach the right age for it to be right for them to enjoy that sort of entertainment well david austin from the british board of film classification ceo thank you very much for joining us thank you jason <music> That's your all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 756 next week. I'll see you then. ta ra for now.
1: Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the milk 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 bar. Yeah.